Today's video is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Hey, brother! Today's episode will contain spoilers for Loki, season one, episode one. Guys, at long last, Loki has arrived on Disney Plus and I'm so excited, I loved the first episode. Every little line seems so well thought out and layered and full of mystery. Like, if you've only watched it once, I would totally recommend re-watching it a second time now that you have a better lay of the rules because I totally picked up on way more on the second pass. Not that I don't still have questions though. I mean, time travel is in play and Loki is already a shapeshifter on his own and we already know there's at least a second Loki in play, so like, anyone could be Loki, right? Also, they have that whole gag about him wondering if he's actually a robot, which makes me wonder, is someone going to actually end up being a robot? But then there's also devils and literal piles of infinity stones. And even after we learn that it's another Loki who's killing off the TVA staffers, when they cut to the crime scene, they hide his face for some reason. Like you just told us who it is. Is he in disguise and that's going to be the mystery? Like who is the other Loki? Or is he maybe not even the right pronoun? Could it maybe be she? Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. VPNs, let's talk about them. Interestingly, your internet service provider is a lot like the TVA from Loki. They are watching your every move and know every website you visit. But instead of maintaining a sacred timeline of sorts, your ISP can sell that information to big tech companies to better target you with advertisements and stuff. Like, have you ever just been talking about something and suddenly there's an ad for it the next time you log on? Because, like, that's what I'm talking about. But ExpressVPN can protect you from this by creating an encrypted tunnel between your devices and the internet. That way, no one can track your movements online. And while encrypted tunnel might sound like complicated techno babble, like Quantum Realm or Mobius Strip or... Oh. Oh, Mobius trips are real? Okay, never mind. The point is it's not techno babble and it's not complicated at all. It's actually extremely easy to use. You just download ExpressVPN, open the app, and there's a single big red button. You press it and boom, you're protected. They've been rated number one by CNET, Wired, and The Verge, and they protect all of your devices, including routers. And for me, my whole job is on the internet, so I definitely wouldn't go on without being fully protected. And ExpressVPN makes it fast and easy to ensure that safety. So secure your online activity today and get an extra three months free by heading to expressvpn.com slash scb. Again, that is expressvpn.com slash scb for an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash scb. Link is in the description down below. All right, where to begin? Where to begin? I would like to say the beginning, but you know, Time works weird here. I mean, for all I know, what I'm calling the beginning is actually somewhere in the middle or like the 10th occurrence of the beginning. But in any case, we open with Loki crash landing in the middle of the Gobi Desert debris scattered around him in what has to be a nod to Iron Man 1 and Tony Stark escaping the cave. Which is a truly pivotal scene for Tony. I mean, it is the end result of him finally taking action. Recognizing the harm he's been causing the world despite his own perceived greatness. It's his first step towards becoming a hero. 
But whatever, I doubt that sentiment is relevant to this scene at all. Oh, believe me, you can smell the cologne of two Tony Starks. Tell you what, though, I bet Tony genuinely could have benefited from a double dose of body spray on that day. From there, we follow Loki to the TVA, where he gets processed as a time variant. Someone who has veered off the sacred timeline and is therefore at risk of causing a Nexus event which could end in multiversal war. Or at least that's what the Time Lords, the guys in charge of maintaining the sacred timeline, tell you would happen. And who knows, maybe they're completely benevolent, but thus far, I gotta tell you, I don't really trust the Time Lords, like, uh, at all. I mean, besides the fact that everything about their operations screams of Big Brother from the story 1984, including the literal decor of everything, which seems to be based on the actual year of 1984. But seriously, they literally have posters on the wall that say they're always watching for all time. Forever. Not creepy at all. And although they claim they're ensuring the proper flow of time with no sense of approval or disapproval about what should or shouldn't happen, they are 1000% approving and disapproving what should happen. And Loki is quick to point this out. I suspect the Avengers. You see, I only came into possession of the Tesseract because they traveled through time. It's actually a pretty good point, but he is swiftly shot down when the judge responds. We're not here to talk about the Avengers. Oh no? No. What they did was supposed to happen. And wow, 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 wow. That was a sentence right there. They're basically saying, oh no, it wasn't wrong when we did it. And Loki is like, but it was the same thing. They're like, no, 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 no. It wasn't the same thing because we make the rules and we say it, it was okay. And like, I get it. The writers have to have a sentence like this because otherwise everyone's gonna be asking like, uh, if the TVA exists, why didn't they step in at any other point in time ever? Why did they let Thanos destroy half the universe? Because, because all of that was supposed to happen. Loki in the desert? <laughs> That's got to stop though. But let's back up because why did they let Thanos destroy half of everyone is actually a really good question because they clearly could have stopped it and didn't. Loki is right. The Avengers are the ones who messed with time, but he's the one in trouble, not them, because that's apparently what was supposed to happen, because the timekeepers are absolutely the ones choosing what's approved and what's not. Which means they did approve of Thanos doing the snap. And I have to tell you, I do not approve. Sorry guys, unpopular opinion alert, but I do not agree with Thanos. Ironically though, do you know who might actually approve of the way the timekeepers do stuff? Loki. Wait, uh, what? Right, so in what had to be my favorite scene from this episode, Mobius, whose name is great, and totally referenced to a Mobius strip, the very thing that allowed Tony Stark to discover time travel, is asking Loki why he wants to rule, and he says, I would have made it easy for them. The first and most oppressive lie ever uttered was the song of freedom. There's a fork in every road, yet the wrong path Always taken. Now, why that's ironic is because Loki is actively mocking the Time Lords throughout the entire episode, and yet that is exactly what they are already doing as rulers. Making things easy. Literally taking the forks out of the road. That is specifically how they visually show time variants. As forks. Loki says when he ascends to power, it will be because he did it. Not because someone allowed it to happen. He's clearly on the side of free will versus predestiny. And yet, he also says that he was born to rule. You want to be king? I don't want to be, I was born to be. Which is just funny to me because he obviously doesn't believe in destiny and yet he is constantly acting 
like he has one. And this shared ideology between the timekeepers and Loki and Loki's actual distaste for it is I think what Mobius is trying to get Loki to realize throughout the episode. And by the end, I think they're actually starting to get there. I mean, early in the episode, Loki describes the TVA as, It's a cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. But later on, he also says that's why he hurts people. Because it's part of the illusion. It's the cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. It's like he's recognizing the harm he's been causing the world despite his own perceived greatness, like his first step towards becoming a hero. Actually, part of me is wondering if one of the big twists is going to be that one of the timekeepers actually is just another version of Loki, and that's why the plan is so similar and why our main Loki seems to distrust them so much. There's only one person you can trust. Yourself? I like it. Slap it on a t-shirt. Speaking of other versions of Loki though, that is apparently who Mobius is tracking down when we first meet him in 1549 and why he says he needs main Loki's help. Or at least that's what they want you to think. I mean, it's very hard to say. The only real hint we get is the little girl pointing to the devil in the stained glass window, which could be a nod to Loki. I mean, he does traditionally wear a helmet with horns, but he is not traditionally red. Do you know who is? Mephisto. Sorry, I know everyone's Mephisto, but I had to. I mean, they're pointing to a literal devil. And yeah, I guess that could be what they're going for, but I actually think it's going to end up being a different Marvel demon known as Nightmare. I mean, for one, him and Loki have some pretty serious arcs together over in the comics and his main power is like inspiring fear in people while they sleep. But more telling than anything is this brief exchange between Loki and Mobius. This place is a nightmare. That's another department. Now that department I'll help you burn down. I mean, if that's not foreshadowing, it's a huge missed opportunity. In fact, because time is so twisty in this place, the way he phrases that, it might have already happened in some instances. Like what he's saying is, yeah, I'll help you burn it. Because I already did. And will again. That said, I'm not sure why he would leave behind the blue gum, except perhaps as a marker of sorts. I mean, it does stain the little girl's teeth blue, and that's not actually the only blue stain we see in the episode. Casey, the front desk man, is also sporting a blue stain right here on his shirt. And it certainly looks like it's just coming from his pens, and I think it's supposed to help reinforce the idea in your head that Casey is maybe kind of a dweeby guy, but it also might be a very subtle hint that he is already being affected by or controlled by or in league with or influenced by whatever demon is at play. I mean, after all, we already know he'll comply if he's scared enough. Or I'll gut you like a fish. I'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish. What's a fish? And Nightmare's main thing is scaring people. But that brings us to the final scene of the show where we get a shadowy look at whoever's been attacking the TVA agents. And what struck me as odd about this scene the first time I saw it was that Mobius just told us that they're hunting down another Loki. So why on earth are they hiding his face? Like if you didn't tell us it was Loki, then sure, don't show us the face and it'd be a reveal like, oh my God, there's another Loki? But we already know what he looks like, so... Uh, unless we don't, because I don't think it's Loki as we've come to know him, but instead, Loki as we will come to know her. Lady Loki. 
Now, going out of universe a bit here, the big hint that something like this might be at play was the casting of the actress Sofia DiMartino, who is listed to appear in the show for episodes two through six, but thus far does not have a character name assigned to her. And why might that be? Because she's Loki. Now, I know that might sound like just jumping to conclusions, but Lady Loki is a character in the comics, and the in-universe hint is this blink-and-you-miss-it moment during the credits, where for just a second you can see Loki's processing forms and his gender is listed as fluid. Besides that, don't forget Loki can actively change his appearance, and the show makes sure to remind you of this by replaying that scene in Avengers Tower right at the beginning of the show. And on top of on top of that, the next Thor movie coming out is Thor Love and Thunder, which will feature Jane Foster taking on the mantle of Thor. So if you're going from male Thor to female Thor, why not also go from male Loki to female Loki? But honestly, what I think they're going for is building out the next wave of Avengers known as the Young Avengers. Historically, known members of the team include Kate Bishop as Hawkeye, check, Speed and Wiccan, check, and Young Loki, soon to be check. And hey, maybe Sam could lead them, which would mean that each of the first four Marvel shows they announced, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and Hawkeye, each contributed a new member to a new team. Which should sound familiar because it is exactly what they did with the Netflix shows when they did the Defenders. And by the way, if you're wondering about young Loki, who's young Loki? Didn't you just say Lady Loki? I am betting we see all manner of different Lokis throughout the show. I mean, for one, I don't know if you've noticed, but whenever you see the logo for the show, it is changing all over the place. I think that's because we're gonna see so many different versions of Loki. Plus we saw that entire drawer full of infinity stones. So there is ample opportunity for Loki to have been a time variant many times before this. Or it's even possible this isn't even the first time this Loki has arrived for stealing this version of the Tesseract. I mean, Mobius even says, It happens again and again and again because it's supposed to, because it has to. To which I say, what do you mean over and over? I mean, if everything has happened before, then Loki arriving here has happened before, right? And I'm sorry, what was your name, Mobius? Like, Mobius Strip, the thing that circles back on itself endlessly? But then wait, the Avengers messing with time was apparently supposed to happen, but wouldn't that always mean that they always drop the Tesseract and Loki always escapes? though? And even though it's happening over and over, that's always supposed to never happen? Oh my god, I think this show is going to be a serious mind bender. I can't wait. But Ben, my question for you and everyone else is, what did you think of Loki so far? Do you think we are going to get a Young Avengers team? And most importantly, what is a fish? Wrong answers only, please leave them all in the towel section down below. Guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Loki action from us. If you wanna see me and Ben try and answer the world's hardest Loki quiz, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.